0: I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Welcome back to the PA the FOA podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and this is the podcast where I help to teach PAs and other healthcare professionals about financial independence, career optimization, and treating and preventing burnout. When this episode is scheduled to air, I will be in the city of Nashville for the AAPA conference, and I'm really looking forward to it. So if you run into me during one of the CME lectures or another one of the events there, please definitely say hi. I would love to meet with you and chat with you about what you have found helpful or what could help you for the future as well. I'm planning on attending the AAPA conference with a couple of former colleagues and really good PA friends, and I'm also looking forward to catching up with other PAs from Minnesota as well as PAs throughout the whole country at the conference. And before we get into today's episode, I also have a exciting piece of personal news that I may or may not have shared on social media by then. And that is, as of yesterday, I was able to call my student loan lender and make one final overpayment on my student loans to finally get them paid off. So that is really exciting. After PA school, I had a little bit of student loan debt from undergrad because I was able to get a full-ride scholarship at a community college for my first two years of undergrad, and then another decent scholarship at a private college that I ended up wrapping up my bachelor's degree at. And then also my mom helped pay a little bit of undergrad for my sister and myself. But the bulk of my student loan debt was certainly from PA school, and that was $126,000 total after PA school that I had to pay off in student loan debt. Unfortunately, the first Five years of being a new grad PA, I was not optimizing my finances with my husband and focusing on paying off my debt as much as I should have, a large part due to poor financial advice from a quote unquote financial advisor at the time. But over the past four years, we've been making extra payments on my student loan debt while also prioritizing investing in different accounts like my 401k. Roth IRAs, HSAs, et cetera. So that was the personal decision and choice that felt best for us was to also put a lot of money into investments over the past few years instead of only throwing money at my student loan debt. And keep in mind, personal finance is personal. So your decision might be to aggressively pay back your student loan debt right away. And for a lot of people, that can be a really good choice. Or if you have a super low interest rate, maybe you do put more money into your investments while you are also paying off your debt at the same time. That's a decision that you'll have to analyze and make for yourself. Otherwise, if you would like some customized, individualized expert advice on how you should pay back your student loan debt for your specific situation, you could schedule a consult with Andrew Paulson, who I interviewed way back on episode 42 of the PA the FIY podcast. And in that episode, he talked about how to develop a plan to pay back your PA student loans. But he also works with physicians, NPs, other healthcare professionals to meet with and then develop a individualized plan for them. And if you do work with Andrew, please mention that you heard about him through Kat from the PA the FIOA podcast. Or you can check out more information at studentloanadvice.com slash P-A-F-I. And studentloanadvice.com is a trusted white coat investor company. So you know that he's giving really good advice for people that would like extra help and support when trying to figure out which type of repayment strategy is best for them. It's definitely something that I wish I could have utilized right after PA school, but the company didn't exist back then. So, if you still have student loan debt or are a PA student about to graduate soon, definitely consider scheduling a consult to figure out the best strategy for you. My husband Brian and I are excited to use this extra money in other ways now besides putting it towards student loan debt. So, it feels really good to be done with that and have that behind us. So, let's get into today's episode. And the topic of this episode is all about interviewing, specifically interview tips and strategies that you can use to interview better and to help reduce the anxiety that often comes with interviewing. This episode was inspired by working with a recent client to help her with her upcoming interview, and I hope that this information is very helpful for you as well. If you haven't already, check out episode 106, which talks about how to job search, whether you are still in PA school or are a new grad PA or are an experienced and seasoned PA. But that episode has all the job searching tips in it. So as you're job searching, the first interview tip is to think about why you want this job specifically. The answer should not be as superficial as the pay Or the location. Those things are great, but why do you want to work for this company? Why will this role be a good fit for you? When you have a strong why, that will help you during your interview. And then throughout the whole interview, it's really important that you are not only focusing on what you can do as a PA or other healthcare professional, you don't want to only focus on your skills. You want to paint the picture as to why you will be a good fit for this company and why you are in the career that you are in and why you are searching for a role like this. The next tip is during the interview, I recommend that you think of it as having a conversation or a meeting between you and the potential future employer. Don't think of it as this high pressure interview Think of it more as a conversation or a meeting. I want you to go into the interview with a smile and joy and excitement to see if you and the employer will be a good fit. And again, think about why you are excited for this job in particular. The next interview recommendation I have for you is to take your time answering each question like it's the only one they will ask. So many people will go into an interview and rush through their answers. When you give a rushed answer, that both exudes that you are nervous, but it also can imply that you are not that confident when you are giving really rushed answers. I also encourage you when you're answering their questions to make sure that you're answering it in full. Don't answer the question only partially thinking that they're going to ask follow-up questions or ask a different question for more clarification later into the interview. Answer the question deliberately and thoroughly. When you do those things, it will help you to have a solid answer to their question without rambling. During the interview, I also want you to give specific details and specific examples. So for example, a very common interview question is, tell us about your strengths. I don't want you to say, I am a compassionate PA, or I'm an efficient, productive provider. Instead, I want you to say, I really like to demonstrate empathy and compassion towards my patients. For example, if a homeless patient visits me in the ER, I will often make sure that they get a sandwich or a warm blanket to help them feel a little bit more comfortable because you are showing a specific example about how you are providing care to your patients and demonstrating those great qualities. And if you want to say that you are an efficient or a quick provider in a specialty that that can be important in for example, urgent care or things like that, you can say I average seeing so many patients per hour while still making sure that I'm thorough and detailed enough to not miss anything. Those details and specifics not only drive the point home that you're trying to demonstrate to the people who are interviewing you, but they also help you stand out compared to the other people that they're interviewing too. It's also super important throughout the whole interview that you are telling your story specifically. You need to be able to market yourself. And one of the best ways to do that is to tell your story. So for example, a question that you almost guaranteed to be asked during an interview is the question, tell me about yourself. Many people feel as though that that question thinks that they should run through their whole resume and list out all of their experience and where they worked and what years they were there, etc. You can mention a few of those details, but that's not the opportunity that that question really is getting at. The people who are interviewing you instead are wanting to understand who you are as a person, So, you could talk about why you feel like you'd be a good fit for this role, what you value in life, what motivates you in life, what type of value you will bring to the clinic or the hospital, and different unique things that will help you stand out. You can include things like your accomplishments, whether they are professional accomplishments in your career or whether they are personal accomplishments. You can even include things like your failures. Maybe you failed pants or maybe you had another type of failure. If you share about a failure, it's really important to share about how you overcame that failure. And that can show vulnerability, but it can also help your potential future employer show that you can overcome tough, challenging things that happen inevitably in life. You can talk about experiences that you've had in life. You don't have to talk about your family. That's a question that they're not supposed to ask you during an interview, but if family is a huge part of your life and you want to talk about them, then that can show that you are close to your family as well. So keep in mind you're trying to share your life story. People like to work with others that they know, that they like, and that they trust. Sure, many large organizations also really care about Performance and productivity. And many small organizations care about the numbers as well because they want to feel as though you will help them make money because medicine is a business too. It's not just about helping people. There are a lot of cons to that, but there are some pros to that as well. But even if you are the highest performing healthcare provider, If they don't feel like they can trust you and that you have good qualities like being compassionate, empathetic, a kind and decent human being, then they probably won't really trust you that much nor will want to hire you to work with them. Your resume likely talks about a lot of different hardest skills that you have as a provider, whether you have procedural skills, can suture, can manage complex patients. You might have EMR skills. Maybe you can speak another language and interpret for your patients. Those things are important, but during the interview, it's really important to highlight your soft skills. Show that you are a team player with some of the stories that you tell. Talk about how you can stay on time if efficiency is one of the skills that you have throughout your day. Show about how you can work together to resolve conflict either with your patients or with clinical support team like nursing team MAs or admin staff or your supervising physician some of the questions that they may ask are things like tell us about a time where you and your supervising physician did not see eye to eye about how to treat a patient or tell us about a time where the patient did not agree with the treatment recommendations that you had for them and how you tried to resolve some of that conflict. You can share about how you are a leader. All of those good qualities, make sure that you're trying to give exact specific details and share your story to help demonstrate those great skills during your interview. The next tip that I have for you is to be confident in your experience, whether that is your previous healthcare experience before PA school or your rotation experience, or if you are an experienced PA that has worked in several different specialties, I highly encourage you to be confident and almost proud of all that experience that you can bring to this role. Don't downplay any of your achievements or your experience. Show that you are highly qualified for this position Remember, if they invited you for this meeting or interview, then they are interested in hiring and working with you specifically. So show them why you're a great candidate for this job. Before the interview, it's recommended that you thoroughly read the job description and look at those key requirements of the role to understand what they are looking for. Use that information to highlight how you'll be an excellent fit for this role. So you don't want to just verbalize word for word what the job description says, but instead, again, use specific examples or stories about how you have those qualities of what they're looking for. I also want you to research the company and the clinic or hospital online by looking at their website, read about their culture and their mission statement, read about them or about the providers that work there. I also want you to research them on social media. Do they have a recent event that they did or an upcoming event that demonstrates part of their mission? You can also use LinkedIn as a good resource to learn a little bit more about the company as a whole. This next suggestion can only work for some people. depends upon your level of anxiety and how you would respond if you were to do this. So this interview tip That might work for you is that you could go into the interview pretending that you're probably not gonna get the job necessarily anyway, and that can take some of the pressure off of the interview. And instead, look at it as you're gonna do the absolute best you can, and that you're using it as practice for future interviews. Because interviewing truly is a skill, it is a skill that is developed and enhanced through doing. I also want you to keep in mind that you are interviewing them as well. Throughout the whole interview, you are trying to decide if you would be a good fit for this role. You can ask questions to multiple people during the interview and throughout the clinic or hospital to try to hear different answers. And a really good question to ask is why is this opportunity available to be filled? Do you hear feedback that people moved out of state because of? Wanting to be closer to family? Well, that seems like a very legitimate reason. Or is it the fact that they've had multiple people get hired and leave and quit within a few months recently? That's a huge red flag. Throughout the interview process, depending upon the organization, you may actually have multiple interviews. For example, you might start with a phone interview with someone from HR or the clinic manager or a recruiter for the role Then you might have an in person interview, again, perhaps with the manager and your potential supervising physician, or sometimes it's the team as a whole. And then they may ask you to come back and observe and shadow for a day and get a better fit to see what the clinic is like. That's not always a possibility, but it's something that you could ask. During all those phases, make sure that you are trying to collect information and collect. Data to again, not only see if you'll be a good fit for that role, but how you can help them fulfill their needs and if that role will be a good fit for you. If you know anyone who works there currently or used to work there, definitely try to ask them about information. And during this research phase that you're trying to do, again, try to understand what is their main problem of why they need to hire you. You need to learn how you can be the solution to their problem. Is it that they've never had a PA before, which a role like that can be challenging, but depending upon the organization, maybe it's a good fit and you're able to help take some of the workload off of the physicians and they're willing to help mentor you if you are a newer grad. Is it that you can speak another language and can help interpret for patients that come and see you? Is it that it's a family med clinic, but there's only male providers that work there and they're interested in hiring a female provider because a lot of patients that are females feel more comfortable meeting with female providers as well? Are they going to be switching over to a new EMR and you have experience working with that new EMR and you can help them and train them in on it? Again, always trying to pick up on those different clues and tips during the interview, during your research about the position can help you demonstrate to them why you'd be such a great candidate for this role. I also encourage you to try to get into the practice of not saying the words um or like or other filler words too frequently during an interview or when you're talking in general in a professional capacity. Even when you're talking to your patients, Occasional filler words are okay here and there, but the more filler words that are used, the less professional you sound and the less of an expert you appear to be. It's better to instead even just take a little bit of a pause with your words or mentally instead of saying a filler word. At the end of your interview, you will very likely be asked, do you have any questions for us And you definitely want to have questions ready to ask them. I encourage you to have at least three questions ready to go. But for some, you might have five, seven, or even ten questions available. I encourage you to have questions prepared, but also think about those questions that are coming up during the interview. Maybe you need clarification on something or have additional questions for them. But here are a few examples of questions to ask at the end of an interview. The first one is, what advice would you give to the successful candidate that wants to do a great job in this position? Another good question to ask is what is the culture like here at this clinic or with this company? And another question to consider asking is what challenges are you facing now at this clinic or in this company? And how can I help you overcome them? Again, that last one really shows that you are trying to Help them solve the problems that they have by hiring you. The next recommendation I have for you is remember to not get into negotiation or reviewing benefits during the interview. The interview really is the moment where you are trying to decide if you're a good fit for them and they're trying to decide if you are a good fit for them as well. Back on episode 50, I talked about negotiation tips and contract items to review So if you haven't listened to that episode, go ahead and take a listen for some more negotiation tips. However, very likely nowadays, you might be asked a question towards the beginning of your interview or maybe that first phone call or email with either the recruiter or HR or the manager. And that question is, well, what type of salary are you looking for in a position like this? And remember, you want to deflect that question as much as possible because you don't have enough information to answer that question yet. That's one reason. But also keep in mind that if you answer that question, that's called anchoring. And that means that you have anchored yourself to the number that you give them. Instead, you want them to try to give you the number first as much as possible. For example, if you would say, well, I make 120000 in my current role and that's what I'm hoping to have at this next role. You just anchored yourself around 120000 Instead, if you deflect and eventually they give you the number, episode 50 talks about some tips to get there, but I'll review that in a moment. They might eventually say, oh, well, we were thinking right around 125000 up to 140000 for this type of position. And if you would have anchored yourself to 120000 you just cut yourself potentially $20,000 short per year for this role. So how can you deflect that question? There are a few different phrases that you can use. And I encourage you to practice some and get a feel for what would work best for you. One option is to say something along the lines of, I appreciate you asking me that, but at this time I do not feel as though I have enough information to answer that question, but I feel confident that we would be able to mutually agree upon a amount that feels beneficial for the two of us. That answer shows that you will be willing to negotiate and discuss possibilities with them in the future. Or if you are a brand new grad, you could say something along the lines of, I am just beginning my career, so it is important for me to find a role with a supervising or collaborating physician who is supportive and willing to mentor me in this role. Or if you are a more experienced PA, you could say something along the lines of, I don't know the exact number quite yet at this time, but I'm looking for an offer that is competitive and provides Good benefits in addition to the compensation. But I would like to know some more details about this job specifically first before we discuss this. Often the person asking you that question will go ahead and move on. But if they're really trying to pin you down to give a number and they're kind of not taking no for an answer and you feel pressured to give them a number and don't feel like you can deflect as much as possible, Don't give them one specific number. Instead, give them a range and shift that range towards the higher end of what you are thinking. So let's take 120,000, for example. If you feel like that's competitive for your area and the specialty, and you're currently at 120,000 and you would not be happy with less, well, you don't wanna say my range is between 110,000 up to 130,000, right? You want to say, my range is between 125000 up to 140000 You can use the AAPA salary report to get a little bit better of an idea of what's comparable for the specialty in the area that you are looking at. You can talk to other PAs online through different groups or forums. Or if you know anyone in that role and they're willing to share that information with you, that can be helpful as well. And to help you with interview anxiety, being prepared is super helpful. And that preparation can include listening to this podcast episode. It can be practicing your answers out loud. So you can take the time to write out your answers and then think about them and then practice them saying out loud, not just in your head can be helpful. You don't want your answers to sound too rehearsed though. So that is a fine line. Another way to help with your interview anxiety and feel more prepared for your interview is to have a mock interview. For example, I had a recent client that we took one coaching session to review different interview strategies for her specifically, and then we took another coaching session to go through a mock interview where I would ask different common interview questions, and she would practice saying some of her answers, and I would provide feedback. So if this sounds like something that would be helpful for you, either as a new grad PA or another healthcare professional or an experienced PA or provider that has worked for many, many years, and you just want a little bit more guidance and confidence to help with your upcoming interview, I'd be happy to work with you. You can head over to com and check out the coaching tab, or you can send me an email directly to pathefiway at gmail.com. If you're on the fence about it as well, I offer free 15 minute calls, whether video calls or phone calls to discuss if we would be a good fit for each other, too. So please reach out because I'd be happy to try to help you in your career so you are able to maybe get a job that's a better fit for you to help prevent burnout or recover from burnout if you are feeling burnt out or get a job that is a higher pay with better compensation and benefits overall to help you reach financial independence sooner. For those of you going to AAPA, I'll see you there. Otherwise, I'll see you back here soon. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on. But more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.